Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to another episode of Notes from the North. Uh, Kyle and Sam here. And we, Kyle and I were just talking a little bit about what do we talk about today. Uh, sometimes there's a very clear idea of, you know what, there's a few things happening. And right now we're just kind of, it feels like a little bit in that in-between stage of We've talked about the draft. There's probably still a little bit of follow-up from that. Uh, anticipating the schedule release, which is coming out uh, later this week. Uh, and uh, again, we always talk about hockey. Uh, well, sometimes we talk about hockey when it feels relevant. Uh, I'd, prefer, I'd prefer not to talk about it, but I'm sure Kyle will have some questions for me, yeah. especially how strong I came on uh, last week. Uh, different feeling coming into today. Uh, but maybe yep. Kyle, uh, anything on your end, how you're doing uh, again, I'm, I'm cautious to turn the floor over to you yeah. too quick here. Um, right. But, right. uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, let's start with Vikings and, and then go to Leafs. Cause in reality, this is a Vikings podcast. And so if you are one of the listeners, whoever you are, um, who just has no interest in talking about hockey or, or listening about hockey and the Leafs? You can just listen to the Vikings portion, and then once we start talking hockey, you can just click off and move on with your life. So let's maybe begin, Sam, with the schedule. What do you think of that? Yeah, let's do that. So again, we're we're here Monday morning, and again, we know who the Vikings are going to play. If you go over to Vikings.com, you know you also know who they're going to be home against and who they're yeah uh, going to be away against. And I think you, I know you actually this morning even just put out a, a bit of a, a question on Twitter there, just saying, yeah. hey, you know what? Who are you most, is it most excited to play against? Most interested? Yeah, most looking forward to. So excited or interested? Yeah, any, any of that would apply. Which, yeah. which again is, like, again, someone would say, like, what's the most winnable game uh, right. versus what's the team you're most looking forward to seeing versus. What's the matchup that you're looking like? There's different ways that people can take it, which allows right. for a lot of very responses. And I think just as you look at this overall, I know we were just talking about this uh, overall sense of when you you look at the opponents they're going to play here. What is kind of your gut feeling in terms of you know what difficulty of of schedule? And again, there's an interesting element to this where you know the opponents, and so there's a difficulty there. But then as the schedule gets released, I feel like it almost helps put into the context of, oh, you know what, that's going to be a tough three go- four game stretch or, hey, you know what, once yeah. you see it out, like maybe this will work out well when you think about bye weeks, when you think about uh, home versus away types of rhythms. I know last year, one of the things that was nice is that they were actually able to be home for a lot of the the, the latter part of the season. Um, but yeah, maybe just overall sense for you when you look at, you know what, these are the people they're going to have to play against uh, how right. difficult the schedule is going to be. Well, the first thing to note is we get 17 games now, right? Which is relatively recent, but not it shouldn't be that new. People know about this. And as a result, you can't actually have an equal amount of road and home games because you get that odd number. Uh, and so this is the year when they have nine road games. And so just right off the hop, that puts you at a slight disadvantage, right? Whatever you kind of put into that, you do. And, 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 um, so that in a sense, it's a little bit tougher for the Vikings because uh, I do think U.S. Bank Stadium 
is a nice place to play for Minnesota. Uh, and then from there, you just look at some of the marquee franchises that they're playing. Kansas City Chiefs are obviously sensational. San Francisco 49ers are obviously sensational. Like that, You could argue that those are the top two teams in the league as of right now. And the, really, the other team who would probably break into that is the Eagles, right? And so you have the Eagles on the schedule as well, and that's going to be a road game. So Eagles, Niners, Chiefs, right? And you could pretty make a pretty strong case those are the three best teams in the NFL right now. Maybe not, but I mean, there's a, a pretty good case to be made that that is true, and they're all on the schedule. Making it even tougher is they also have the Bengals on the road, right? And uh, if you recall... Uh, Bengals on the road a couple years ago, uh, opening game of the season, Jamar Chase made the guarantee that they're going to win it. Of course, by that point, he was a brand new rookie. You didn't actually know if he was going to pan out in the NFL. He had a great game. He cooked Bashad Breeland on that long pass. Uh, at the time, there was a sense of like, dude, we just got beat by Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati hadn't done any. Joe Burrow got injured in his rookie season. Uh, a lot of unknowns about kind of where they were heading as a team. They ended up, you know, doing quite well that year, just coming up a bit short of the Super Bowl, but, you know, established themselves as a legit team. Um, and so between Bengals, Niners, Eagles, and uh, Chiefs, you could arguably have the top two teams in each conference. And you're, play- and you're playing each now on the Viking schedule. Uh, so the road games, right, having nine versus eight, and nine road games versus eight home games, that is. And then maybe the best four teams in the NFL, two from each conference, uh, jumps off the date immediately, I think, to me. Uh, as not reason for concern, necessarily, because I, I, I always hate that perspective. I, I hate the perspective that says, oh, it was a tough schedule, and that's why they finished 8-9. Oh, they got bounced in the first round, but they ran into a buzzsaw of a team. It's like, well, dude, you're trying to be the best. And so go friggin' go beat the best, right? Like, I know it's cliche, but if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And the reason why it's cliche is because it's largely true. You know what I mean? So it's, you kind of want Kansas City, and I, I don't think they say this, but you kind of want Kansas City to look at their schedule and say, Frig, we've got the Vikings. How are we going to overcome the Vikings? And I don't know if Minnesota has earned that status yet. Uh, hopefully they can. But you really want that to be the perspective of, like, you know, Minnesota is the boogeyman. You know what I mean? They're the ones who are scary. And you're thinking, I don't know how I'm going to overcome these guys, right? And so, and there's this kind of competitive defiance of like, yeah, they're a good team, but they got to figure out how to stop X, Y, and Z. So I, I kind of hope that we can shift to that mindset. Um, but being able to do so and having that kind of defiant, competitive spirit is kind of contingent on like, you know, actually being a really good team year in, year out. You kind of have to earn that, right? Um, and I don't think we're quite there yet. Another 13-4 season, maybe you do justify that kind of response. But that's my initial thought, Sam. I'm not, yeah. I don't know what you think. Well, So I'm I'm kind of interested by this, and this uh, maybe I don't want to take us too off, off track here, but like how many teams do you think start off the season in terms of like from a fan base perspective and say, you know what? We're not scared of anyone. Like how many teams are are feeling really confident, right? Because I think yeah. you actually, when you tune into how fan bases are feeling, there's not many teams that I think would say year over year, like, you know what, we are the best and we're not scared of anyone or we're, we're feeling pretty confident. Like that, I, I would guess the number is pretty small. And yeah, in that, but I think of those teams, Kansas City is probably one of them. 
Philadelphia again I think there's a probably historical element of feeling a little bit nervous but I think realistically from a great season and a great draft uh you're feeling pretty good Bengals probably in there as well like again I think that there's not many teams I think that are sitting there saying you know what we're not we're we don't care who we play we're gonna we're, we're we feel good about this uh like you said Minnesota's not there but I don't think there's yeah. that many teams that are actually experiencing that. So I think you got to qualify the statement a little bit in the sense that if Kansas City fans feel that way, they're well justified to feel that way because you've got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and everything else there, uh, and they're Super Bowl winners. And so it makes sense. If you are um, Dallas Cowboys fans feeling that way, I don't know if that's justified in the same way. I mean, it's been a long time since you won the Super Bowl. And yes, there is talent on the roster. um, But they get bounced pretty early in the playoffs every year. And so there's a sense of, is this really earned and fully rational? Or is this just like some monstrous hype machine uh, surrounding this like insane franchise that's humongous, right? And so in terms of teams that could, maybe actually you know believe it and have really good reason to believe it at most half a dozen but probably less right like the four teams we mentioned niners eagles Bengals, and uh, chiefs i think you could make a pretty good case to say line them up any team anywhere i take my guys over your guys let's do this right and 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 basically just like like our chances no matter what Right. Not, and it's not a disrespect thing of like, you know, oh, you know, the Chiefs are going to be a, you know, a joke. We're just going to walk all over them. Like, it's not that at all. But again, it's that I, that confidence. And I think you do need that of like, dude, I don't care who my opponent is. Like, I got so much belief in my guys and in myself that we're going to, you know, we're going to go out there. And we're going to get beat like heck. And in, in the end, if we actually do our stuff, we're going to win. Right. Like, I do think that great teams have that and need that. They might, you know, the four teams that probably have the best claim on that are on Minnesota's schedule. You could say Buffalo has a claim on that, but again, they've kind of are they teetering on Dallas territory a little bit where they, they have a great team, put together great regular season records, but kind of don't do that great in the playoffs. You know, there's questions there, right? I mean, they would kind of be, to my mind, at least kind of that next team in the hierarchy. Buffalo probably is number four five you know if we were doing like a power ranking or something um but we'll see i mean mean, minnesota did go into their house last year down 17 points and beat them right and which was pretty you could say it was a fluke but they still did it and so um something to be said for that for sure yeah no i i think i think that's that's valid and i think like that's what i when i look at the schedule i think you know probably the four teams that say you know what we're the top two teams favorited in terms of our conference uh you've got a good chance that those four four teams are are all on the schedule which which is fun and i think for me like as a fan like i'm excited to see that and excited to see how the vikings match up against those those teams so i've got two questions here for you uh we'll we'll both answer but let's start with the nfc north because i think there is certainly some uncertainty uh it, it may 
again, I haven't thought about it too much, but it might be one of the divisions that is the most uncertain in terms of how it's going to play yep. out in the entire NFL. It, it yep. may have the claim to be the most. With the amount of turnover, you've got Aaron Rodgers gone. You've got a Detroit Lions team that is uh, up and coming, it seems. Uh, and then you've mm-hmm. got a Chicago Bears team that feels like haven't yep. done a whole lot, but there's always a chance that some of these teams that have been bad for a while, some things start to click and they yeah. pull together. So yeah. again, last year, 13 and four Vikings went four and two in the, the division. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they, they lost to both uh, Detroit and green Bay. That's right. Um, yeah. At, at first guess right now, maybe let's just do this. What would you guess their record would be against the NFC North? Uh, this year, Craig, I, in terms of my actual gut feeling, I'd say four and two seems about right. Um, but that's pretty boring, that's a pretty safe guess. So I'll say five and one, which is probably one of those guesses that'll look stupid in the end. But I'll say five and one just because is Chicago going to be better and do they play as tough? Most certainly. Um, but they earned that worst overall record last year. You know what I mean? Like they were not a good team, right? So, oh gosh, there's a there's a lot there that they need to improve on. And if Justin Fields is just so so, and then for the record, I actually think he's going to be a good quarterback. But of course, it's no guarantee. Put me at five and one, Sam. I don't know. That's probably a stupid, uh, stupid guess. But I'll, I'll say five and one with the expectation that maybe Green Bay struggles. Because David Bakhtiari, they're all pro left tackle, has already publicly stated that, you know, it's probably going to be a rebuild year. And so I'll side with Mr. Bakhtiari, who knows more about the inner workings of the Packers than I do, and say that Detroit struggles with the expectations. And I, I'll, I'll say five and one. What's, what's your bid here? Yeah, well, I think that's like, I think I'm glad you correct because I feel like four and two is that if you're if you're going to be an odds maker and set the line, four and two yeah. feels like yeah. the like, okay, you know what, that's. That's a that's the safe one, uh, yeah. And and so again, I I think that five and one is bold. It, it feels like when you're dealing with division, especially just considering how it works, like three and three feels like how things often go. But I, yeah, again, I I'd, I'd like to remain optimistic uh, as well here, and so I, I can side with you in terms of five and one. Again, I think it's gonna be really tough to to beat Detroit twice. Right. Uh, Chicago again. You're feeling like probably not going to be at a spot where they're super competitive this year. Uh, right. So if you take that, then it then it really is the wild card. Is it feels like the biggest wild card is Green Bay in some ways. Totally. Yeah. Because you don't know what's happening, like what the quarterback play is going to be like, and just what the overall team is going to be like, and even what the field is going to be like. I wonder what almost once you remove an Aaron Rodgers from that dressing room like what happens like like maybe there's just this freedom that ends up happening because it just feels like it's been this cloud even when he's been playing well it's felt uh heavy uh, almost and so i'm I'm curious to see but that the green bay will certainly be the, the 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 uh the factor that tips the scales uh one way or another Mm -hmm. there um and then last question, again, we talked about NFC North. Last question, I know you put out the question about which matchup you're most interested in. So I know you mentioned Detroit. And so 
I'll yeah. give you the chance to, you can either expand on that or you can choose uh, a second one uh, that, that you'd like to choose just, just briefly. What's, what's a matchup you're interested in seeing and, and, and why? Um, the Lions are the one I'm most looking forward to seeing just simply because they've got the expectations. I was wrong about Dan Campbell. He's been excellent for that team and uh, seems to have them moving in the right direction. Uh, can they build off success rather than step back from success? I'm very curious to find out like the rest of the world. And obviously the simplest, cleanest path into getting into playoffs is the North, right? Is your own division, right? So I'm really excited to see that opening Lions game. I would not be at all shocked if Minnesota's first game of the season is with Detroit, right? Well, whether that's, I don't know, in, in, in Minnesota or in Detroit, I, to me, that would make an awful lot of sense. You know what I mean? That that would be a pretty, it'd be pretty easy to hype up that game. I think, um, especially you know they they went one on one last year, and gosh, even the year before, you know, you had that last second win from Detroit. I think they went one one the year prior as well. So, always competitive games. Like, I would I would love to see Minnesota Detroit in Week One, right, and and try and get a sense, and then maybe later on in the year. Uh, you know, seeing them match up again, you know, after everything that happens over the course of regular season, you know, and where, where are our teams are these two teams in week 14 or week 15 or something like that, that, that to me would just make so much sense. Um, but we'll see. I mean, does a, does a game stand out to you? Yeah. I, so for me, for a couple of reasons, I, I'm going to choose Carolina. Uh, and again, uh, okay. Thielen, you've got Thielen coming back, but I also really enjoy watching rookie quarterbacks play. And I'm really curious to see what Bryce Young looks like. Right. Uh, and so for that reason, again, I, there is a little bit of um, it there for those multiple reasons. It's it's there. It would have been nice if um, it was a home game rather than a road game. Uh, yep. Just to see that reception that, that Thielen would get. Who knows? Maybe you see him in the playoffs. Uh, although that feels uh, highly, highly unlikely uh, yeah. for yeah, multiple yeah. reasons. Um but that that's the game that again I'm interested about. There's a few things like I'm I'm in, I'm I am interested to see even some of these teams. I feel like there's always these teams that you know what you expect them to be good and they're good, and there's some teams that you expect to be bad and they end up actually being half decent. And so I'm kind of interested yeah. to see some of these teams uh, within the NFC, even uh, like Atlanta. I'm, I'm curious to see some that they bring, especially with all the offensive weapons they continue to draft. Uh, is this mm-hmm. the year that they can finally pull it together? Uh, I don't, I don't know, but, but I, uh, I'm going to choose Carolina as my game. I like it. Yeah. Nice choice. Uh, nice choice. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it all, all plays out. Uh, again, we're, we're going to wrap up here shortly, but, uh, I'm going to begrudgingly turn it over to Kyle. Just, I don't know if you have a question about the, about hockey. Uh, I know one of the things you were talking about earlier, even just, seeing the connection uh, sometimes that is yeah. there between the Minnesota Vikings and the Toronto Maple Leafs. But again, I came on strong last week. I've got to answer the bell when, when they're down Rio <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's right. against yeah. Florida. Um, so you, you get one question here and, uh, oh, and we'll, we'll wrap up. Come on. It should be a multi-pronged question perhaps. Uh, so first thing I say, so there's, I, I think there are parallels between the Vikings and the Leafs. Um, I saw someone refer to the Toronto Maple Leafs as the Toronto Make Me Laughs, which I just thought was kind of funny. 
I'm sure Sam doesn't like those jokes, but um, they're so predictably disappointing, <laughs> which is just endlessly funny if you're not a, a Leafs fan. Um, you know, the parallel isn't perfect because uh, the Leafs, they just have this disproportionate sway within the hockey world because they play in this massive city and they have this massive following. Um, you know, most prominently in Ontario, but in other areas of the country as well. Um, they'd be more akin to the Los Angeles Lakers, to the Dallas Cowboys, you know, these kinds of teams, right? Like think marquee leading teams in your sport that just have huge, huge, huge attention and expectations. And for what? Has it been seven years, eight years in a row now, Sam? They've kind of fallen short in the playoffs. Um, dating back to when they really were kind of this young upstart team with elite young talent. And nobody really expected much apart, like just like getting in the show and 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 like having experience was a win, right? Would that be fair to say? Like you think back to Washington, those Boston series, getting bounced sucked, but it was part of the learning curve for the young guns, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that you can make the case that 2017 and 2018 were there. 2019, I think, is when it started to turn of like, hey, you know what? You should yeah. start doing something here. Like you've yeah. got John Tavares, you've lost to Boston twice. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they're up three two in that series against Boston in 2019. Yeah. Uh and since then it's really been just can't get over the hump. Right. And I mean, they recently won a playoff series, which is what Sam was so excited about last week. Um, they beat Tampa Bay. It was the third year in a row that they played Tampa Bay in the opening round. Where Se- second two years. Third year, third year in a row, right? No, they lost to Montreal the year before, uh, two years ago. Then Tampa was last year, and then Tampa again this year. I got to fact check that. I'm not sure if I believe Sam here. He know he knows about a thousand times more about hockey than I do. Um, in any case, they beat Tampa Bay this year. Tampa Bay being the team that has been to three straight Cup finals, uh, winning two of them. Um, they beat Tampa Bay in, in six games. Pretty hard fought series. Toronto ended up earning the win. Good on them. First first series win in 19 years, which is a big deal. Uh, especially for, you know, imagine if the Lakers or, or the Cowboys went 19 years without winning a series. And and like having like elite young talent, you know, getting to the playoffs for like six, seven, eight years in a row and just constantly getting bounced in the playoffs. Very disappointing for Leafs fans, right? Uh, the point being now, they're th- down 3-0 in their series, which basically means... About 99, 98% of the time, they're going to lose, kind of thing. You know, overcoming a 3 0 deficit in a seven game series is just so remarkably difficult, especially when the other team has a really hot goaltender, which Columbus does have. Uh, and so basically, it's this kind of parallel a little bit in that they kind of find new and excruciating ways to let their fans down. Uh, and so, kind of the question I have for you, Sam. And this comes down to philosophy a little bit. I'm kind of a believer that you live and die by your studs. If your best guys can't get it done, then so be it. These are our best guys. This is our identity. This is what we do, right? But other people would say, then what the heck is the coach for? You know, the coach needs to make adjustments, elevate certain people, roll different lines, do different things. And so to my mind, it's like, okay, if Justin Jefferson can't get it done for Minnesota, so be it. 
you know, if they if they find a way, like like this is our play. Daniil Hunter is our play. Justin Jefferson is our play. So we we feature these guys and trust that they're going to make the difference. But Toronto, their main guys haven't been getting it done. What do you what do you do here, Sam? Right, and 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 could you tie it back to the Vikings somehow? Uh, when you get like elite young players who are supposed to be making the difference for you, a lot of expectation on them. Uh, kind of, how do you see this here, and and bring it back around to a purple perspective, Ken? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. It, I think, um, it's definitely like the parallel is sports and and that, but like in terms of actual positional comparison and players, it, it's hard because think about like a Justin it Jefferson. It's hard. Like he only has so much control in terms of if Cousins decides to not throw him the ball, he doesn't get to have an impact. Um, yeah. There. A quick clarification. At one point. I think just slip of the tongue, you had said against Columbus that they were down 3-0. It's Florida, they're down 3-0. Um, oh, sorry, against Florida 3-0. Yeah, my bad. But but no, I knew you knew that. I just it was uh it was there. But I think like the easy thing to do is fire the coach. And I think there is certainly a like if if they do lose again, uh even if they win, I, I've never been a huge believer in Keith, but again, the firing the coach is just like the the get out of jail free card. It's just the easy piece that you can do that yeah. again doesn't really like this team's had a few coaches like they it's not like they're uh like at some point it comes down to wanting it and owning it and taking responsibility and so again there's lots of talk about what do you do who do you trade uh and you've got some players that are up for contracts there so i again i think that the argument is that you're not going to make your team better necessarily by trading away a star like I think you see this in the NFL, you see it in the NHL. Like usually the team that trades away the star loses the deal in terms of actual value. But there's yeah. something about changing culture and changing just the mix and the chemistry of a team. And so in some ways, I don't feel like the Vikings are quite there in the sense that, you know, there's this understanding that where they're at, the expectations, like even what they did last year felt like a a, a win in a sense, if you're going to really be in a sense. like, yep. if you're going to like, again, you're never satisfied with not winning the whole thing. That's the goal every year. Uh, but if you started at the start of the season, you say, you know what, this is what the Vikings are going to You're like, yeah, you know what? That's, that's okay. The Leafs again, they, they needed to win a series and they've done that. Uh, but to do it. And then for this to be the result is just completely <laughs> like just falling on your face after like getting past the finish line. Like it's just, and it's yep. not even the finish line. It's like the marker. It's like the first, uh, yep. it's just like that first step. And then you just, you completely no show. So again, I'm not giving up hope. I'm not ready to to talk about all the, the things that need to be different just quite yet. But I think that if they do lose that you do need to consider everything. Uh, like you, you do need to be realistic and say, you know what? This hasn't been, this isn't working for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. uh, and it feels like they've been given enough shots where it's like, I just can't see you realistically needing to go back and do it all again. Yeah. I just don't know what would be different. Okay. But shrink it down to game four. Do you roll your top two lines and just like lean heavily on your guys? It's like if Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, and friends can't get it done, and so be it. Or, or, or do you, or, or do you alter? And you know, okay, like the fourth line's rolling, third line's rolling. Let's 
that's rolling, right? Like, how, how do you see that? Yeah, like I think the the argument a lot of people would say that it, like it comes down to the coach in that sense, and a lot of people would say that Keith has been out coached in every single series, even the series they won. He just continues to make poor decisions. I, again, I think you do roll with the stars, but at the same time, like if the third and fourth line are, are buzzing, like do whatever works. I don't care. Like, I don't care who plays or what happens all like just win. Like, yeah. but yeah, but for the Leafs to do well, they need those top lines need to do well. And so yeah. those guys need to take over. And yeah. so I think that realistically uh, they should be prepared to play 25 minutes a night for uh, the, the next hopefully four games uh like just like they they need to completely empty the tank i again you just you just need to do whatever you can to to get there uh and a right. couple of these guys need to take over and they have the ability yep. to do it but uh haven't done it enough and that's why they are where they are that's fair you know it's it's a bit of a cautionary tale of like expectations going just crazy and um you know like rallying around an identity this young elite talent um and that's your whole identity but then if it doesn't materialize it's extremely disappointing right because that, that's who you are right this is who you are as a team and if that doesn't succeed then the team doesn't succeed because that's who you are so anyhow it is an interesting interesting parallel to a certain extent with the vikings who are transitioning to young stars at receiver score a lot right and if that doesn't happen what happens to Minnesota, right? And and so and then Toronto is they get young, amazing forwards. They want to score a lot, right? Just be dynamic offensively, and it hasn't happened yet, right? Score two goals every game this series, um, which is just not going to get it done, frankly. For not for a team like Toronto, they're, they're not they're not built to win games two one, right? Like they're and so it, it just is very fascinating uh, yeah. to kind of see. Yeah, like I think the Leafs did like a complete teardown, and then just built their way up to where they are now. The Vikings, I know, have kind of been in a little bit of like, they were in that yeah. middle no man's That's land true. and then are, are where they are now. But I think if you were to say that, like the Vikings, if they're able to continue to have what they have and continue to assemble that and move forward, uh, where the Leafs are now is probably, again, uh, where the Vikings, if they were still in the space that they are in three-ish years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're like, what are we doing here? Like, we something needs to change. Yeah, uh, yeah and, exactly. And I think the the big comparison too is that the Vikings at some point are going to have to dish out some pretty big money to some of these these stars. And uh, Justin Jefferson, if you're making twenty million, uh, you need to do something. Uh, like, you need to be an absolute difference maker. And again, twenty twenty million is is probably low on the low end of what he oh, would yeah. command. Um, but that's the kind of pieces like if you're going to be a, a star player and you're going to be in the conversation of one of the best of your position, uh, you, it doesn't, who cares about the regular season records that you're, you're breaking? Like who cares about breaking Randy Moss's record? Like you, you, no one cares about that mm-hmm. if you don't do yeah. it in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's right. Eventually it shifts the team perspective and how you can, as that star, get your team there. Yeah. Um, expectations. Right. Well, I don't know. We're, we're, we've, Sorry, Sam. This this was it is actually kind of an interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, sometimes Sam and I will fire up a Leafs podcast and we'll just go from there. Yeah. Well, it, you know, there's there's not enough Leaf media out there, so it would be good. Not to even close to, to. Yeah. Not much Leafs talk at all. 
no yeah but this is this is the uh this is the platform to uh get to do it so anyways we'll we'll wrap up here thanks everyone for listening uh be sure to check out vikingsterritory.com ptsd.com uh mm-hmm. interesting to see you at the draft we'll we'll break down the draft uh at some point either friday or monday we'll we'll put something out uh as we actually look at the schedule and, and do that but thanks everyone for listening uh, have a great week and we'll be back soon thanks <laughs>